Hey everybody, this is Ronnie Petito with PPTC Fitness, the owner of PPTC Fitness, here with our first guest ever on the PPTC Fitness podcast, besides Roy, our, our manager, and myself, James Boyer. James, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for uh, having me on here. Uh, it's an honor to get to talk with you guys and share a little bit more about myself. Heck yeah, man. So, all right. So, let's talk about you, man. Tell us how you grew up. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So Where are you from? I, yeah, so I'm originally from Dark County, Ohio. Uh, I grew up on a farm out in kind of the middle of nowhere. Uh, my first job was like 45 minutes away from home. So if that kind of gives you an idea how far out we were. Uh, Walmart, closest gas station was miles and miles away. Uh, we'd fill up a gas tank on our property just so we would have gas for our vehicles and uh, our farming equipment. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up, we had tons of animals. Um, so I learned that, you know, hard work. Uh, one thing that was said a lot growing up was, you know, dinner's not on the table unless you worked for it. Uh, so Dude. for me, I, <laughs> I tend to push like my meals later and later in the day, unless I feel like I put enough work in the day in order to eat. Uh, so wow. that just kind of like instored in me at such a young age uh, to where now it's definitely is where my hard work comes from for sure. Oh, wow. uh, but that's a little bit I grew up <laughs> on a farm hard work um, uh, and now you know uh, a lot of people I guess kind of look at me and have no idea I grew up on a farm because how I dress and what I do for work so. <laughs> yeah you can never judge a book by its cover right mm -hmm. right <laughs> so James the farm boy with the slick back hair yep. <laughs> the uh, walking <laughs> walking into work with his you know nice suit and tie yep. talking the talk trying to sell um, so you used to bale hay and you yeah. know do all that stuff, huh? Yep. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, my like actual first job um, was uh, I wanted to make money, so I bought a bunch of turkeys and I asked all my neighbors how heavy they wanted their turkey for Thanksgiving. So I fed them up and then I butchered them and uh, cleaned them and sold them to them for Thanksgiving. Uh, that was that was that the best business venture you've ever had to this day? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I made good money off of it, but I was like, you know, um, it was it was a long return, is what it was. Money up front, and then it was feeding them all throughout summer, taking care of them. I mean, and having a lot of chickens was a lot of. I mean, you got to shovel and clean up poop uh, all the time. <laughs> so, so you talked about you got chickens. Oh, what 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 other animals did you guys uh, have to take so care? So we of? had we had horses. Uh, we had about six horses you had to take care of all the horses yeah too. yep we had i think at one Ooh. point we had like 75 chickens um we we always had i mean we had like lizards snakes geckos bunnies uh, we bred and sold alaska malamutes german rottweilers uh, we had one cow at one point because it was our neighbors it was a <laughs> premature cow uh he was going away for like a month and didn't and wasn't able to take care of it so we took care of it and since we had the german rottweilers that are big dogs this cow was the same size as these dogs, and the cow, even though the cow was premature. <laughs> oh my god! So this cow started to lay and act like a dog. Uh, so my <laughs> sister named it Mia, and we would call for the dogs. We'd call for Mia, and Mia would come running around the house, come right into the kitchen, and eat out of a dog bowl like a dog. Oh my yeah. goodness! <laughs> so you had a pet, yep, pig, dog, a pet cow. Pet cow. Pet cow. Yeah. Pet cow dog. Sorry. Yes. Cow dog. That's what I yeah. meant. Yeah, because when cows lay, they tuck their legs up and under them. This cow would lay on its side with its legs never heard. Out. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've never. Well, obviously, cows lay down, but I've never heard. Like, I've heard pigs. That's why I initially thought pig, yep. I guess. 
I, I've heard pigs, you know, people wanting pigs in their houses, but yeah. I've never heard, like, you know, like, pigs will hang out and act like dogs, and I guess they have similar brains to us, I yeah. guess, mm-hmm. but I've never heard of a cow. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> funny, funny thing, uh, so my sister named it Mia. About a year later, every fall, our neighbor would give us tons of meat. Uh, well, the one year he gave us meat, he purposely wrote Mia on the meat that he gave us. And uh, at first we thought our sister was gonna be like heartbroken because she was like raising this cow, she named the cow, everything. Um, but it was funnier more than anything else because we knew he didn't, he didn't actually kill the cow. The cow was way too young. Um, but it was just funny that our neighbor had that sense of humor. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. No, that's, that's some good stuff, man. Just growing mm-hmm. up on a farm, you know, yeah. homegrown. Uh, uh, you got a big family, right? That's yeah, what I yeah. Understand. So I'm the uh, I'm the sixth child out of eight. So with mom and dad, we are ten, uh, growing up on a farm, uh, on a, a farmhouse with what it was th- a three bedroom house. <laughs> uh, so we were pretty crammed in there. <laughs> That's awesome. James is living in the barn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how many brothers? It's uh, how many brothers? How many sisters? Uh, so four uh, other brothers. I have three older brothers, one younger brother, and then two older sisters and one younger sister. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of kids. Yep. Yeah, whenever we would go to either you know family get-togethers or we would go to like church events and there was some sort of sports, it would always be everyone would joke say it's the Boyers versus everyone Whatever. else. Yeah, yeah, there would be eight team. to ten of us on a team, and then it would be whoever else joined. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! I can only imagine. Yeah. So uh, moving up past that, so uh, you went to high school up there and everything. Did you uh, go to college or no? Yeah. So. Uh, towards the end of my high school years, um, I knew I wanted to do something with like ministry base and like business. Um, okay. And I was looking at what I wanted to do in ministry and what I wanted to do with business. And with at the time, I was tapping into a few different mentors, uh, different entrepreneurs that were years ahead of me. Um, and a lot of what I heard was, you know, they did it without going to school, um, or they had went to school and got a degree, and now they're not even using that degree. Uh, and for me, I was like, I'm not sure exactly what I wanted to do. Right. Uh, so instead of getting out of high school, going right to college, and at the time, I probably would have got, I probably would have went to college for school. Right. Um, and because my dad was a school teacher, and at the time, I was like, you know, I could go to, you know, I go to college. Um, I can end up getting out and being a school teacher. He was a history teacher for high schoolers. Um, so that was my idea. And now I look back, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't go to college <laughs> and get a degree in schooling and being a teacher because I wouldn't be using that at all. Right, you wouldn't, um, want, you wouldn't have liked it, right? Right, so instead uh, I went up to Chicago and they had this gap year program that just got you involved with whatever it was you wanted to do. So the different traits that I was really good at, which was just being kind of a handyman. Um, so I did a bunch of that and then I wanted to get more into the business side of things. So I got really involved with like accounting, money, uh, how to run a business. There was a handful of uh, small businesses in that area that I got to work one-on-one with, with the business owners. Uh, in doing so, I was like, dude, I love being able to do this. Like, I don't want to clock in for anyone else. I want to be in charge of my own schedule, my own life, put in as many hours as I want, be able to take vacations, you know, be able to take a day off and go to Marco Island and not have to worry about right. telling my employer, hey, you know, request two weeks off ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was. Since I was 16, 17, that was like the long-term goal of like, man, I don't want to work for someone else. Dude, um, and so that's what true. I was aiming towards, yeah. That's so good because that, that was, you know, the same, same thing with me and mindset, my mindset. It was just like, you know, 
I really want to be, you know, the best that I can be, and I don't want to be held back in being the best that I can be. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because, you know, you work for a company, and so don't get me wrong, there's some companies that are good that could really, you know, you could benefit from and yep. become like a major guy at. But uh, uh, for the most part, you know, you got to be, a lot of people are given that opportunity, yep. I feel, you know, by somebody they know, or, you know, that's how it usually works. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, I'm like, man, I would love to build something that's my own, that, you know, my values yep. and my thoughts and my mindset is going to be instilled in that mm -hmm. instead of going off of someone else's and trying to beat like you know maybe a lazier mindset or yep. somebody that doesn't want to be around or something like that or care for their people yep. you know so I didn't want to uh, be a part of something I didn't believe in I guess you could say so I was like yeah. Dude, there's no way oh definitely <laughs> and it was even uh, you know I, I worked for uh, Chase Bank there for I was part time associate bank with Chase up there outside Chicago and even during that time, even just doing my job at Chase, it was like, oh my gosh, you're a great employee. You're doing amazing. And I'm like, I'm just showing up one time. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And my biggest thing, I was like, this is great, but what I'm doing is for someone else. I'm not building a name for me. You know, and my biggest thing growing up has always been like the boyers. You know, I was always <laughs> like, like the like we the boyers the boyers then get it done the boyers then get in there we're gonna make a difference we're gonna change it uh, and for me I've always just been like man like I want to make a name for myself you know I yeah. want when people look at me and be like oh that's you know Boyer Estates that's you know whatever it is the boyers did yep. this you know and uh, and awesome, I was man. like clocking in for someone else every single day there's I feel like there's a cap to what you can make there's a cap to what you can do you know once you get your responsibilities done especially in a big company like Chase it's like Okay, well, now I'm just gonna twiddle my fingers. I'm gonna sit here <laughs> until you know a, a client comes in, and I'll help them, and they'll leave. And like I'm getting my paychecks, but I'm not making an impact. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And for and me, I was like leaving no matter, a legacy that I want to leave. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no matter how great I do, unless I get promoted, unless you know I move up in ranks at Chase, my paychecks will be the same. And that's based off of how they feel, too, yep. not really yep. how you perform necessarily, right? You know, yep. sometimes. You got a couple of people that have been there for you know ten more years than you that don't feel like leaving the position and do a great job. So what do you do then? Yeah, set that position. <laughs> yeah, yep. and you, and you saying like seeing people that have been there for ten years more than me, I was sitting there and I was like, I don't want to be here in ten years. Don't want to be like, that. Person. I saw what they were doing, and I mean, I was sitting there and at the time I'd closed a few real estate deals, and I was like, those few real estate deals was more than what you make in a year salary. And you've been here for 10 years. That's not good. And I was just like, there's no way. Like, yes, the benefits were amazing. I mean, what they what Chase had was absolutely great. Loved it. Um, but I was just like, that's such a cap for me. Yep. You know, like where my mind, my vision, where I was wanting to head was such a cap. So so you, you said back like when you were 16, 17, you started kind of getting this idea that you wanted to be – you know your own boss your own guy is that like the only thing that kind of led you to real estate because you work for century 21 yep. now mm -hmm. as a real estate agent is that the one thing that led you to real estate or was there other factors um so what really led me to real estate um is like what my goals were um so for me i'm very like far-minded um i have my goals set 15 years out 10 Long years term. five goals yep and then i break it down to yearly goals monthly uh, and how I can achieve those. And sure. looking all the way out, I was like, okay, well, one of my goals was I was like, I wanna be able to retire or step away from whatever I'm doing at 45 and be yep. able to then move into investments, into stocks, whatever that looks like, and, and be able to ha still have a generating income from whatever I did prior 
up to the 45 years. Yep. And so I started like figuring out, okay, I was like, well, how do I get into that? Uh, I started looking into wholesaling real estate, which I did that for a time, which is basically just finding properties that need a ton of work and bringing them to investors who are gonna buy and flip or hold for rentals. Um, so I started doing that and the and that was like the big reason why I got into real estate because I was like, okay, well there's, there's fast cash in real estate and there's wealth in real estate depending on which road you take in real estate. Sure. And so at first I was doing the fast cash with real estate. I was like, okay, well to really get to where I wanna go, you know, to retire at 45 and really start investing, really start to make, you know, that monthly cash flow um, and then another big goal, you know, I want to be able to purchase uh, new land for my mom and my uncle who uh, has his own construction business. He builds homes all the time, you know, to be able to have him build a home for my mom. You know, so there's a big price on that. And I'm like, okay, well, to, in order to achieve that price, to do that for my mom, and in order to be able to retire and hit these other goals I want, it's, gonna, it's not gonna be just clocking in nine to five for someone else. Yep. It's gonna be out there doing what I love, you know, hustling the game, working really hard at it. Um, so that's where real estate came in. Because ultimately, I don't love everything I do in real estate, but what I get to do with the hard work that pays off in real estate, I absolutely yep. love. Yeah. So the real estate work, I'm like, it's, it's easy, it comes natural to me, but what I love to do is being able to take off whenever I want. What yeah. I love to do is being able with the, you know, the commission checks that come in, being able to bless other people with it, being able you know, to be a blessing, and that's absolutely what I love to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes doing real estate so worth it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's exactly the motivation right there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for your family, like yep. also, you know, being able to, like I haven't missed, I'll never miss a birthday, mm -hmm. you know, yep. for my kids or my wife or, you know, anybody in my family, I'll yep. never miss, you know, an event, you know, and it, these are, that is what's important, you know, the outside, things out, work is gonna be important for everybody because that's like, you know, what we do 60, 70% of the time mm -hmm. of our life. But I mean, if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's what that work allows you to do outside of that, yep. that really matters, you know, be there for your family, you know, be around, you know, because I want to see everything my girl's doing, you know, my right. first daughter. I want to yep. see everything she's doing. So I want to make sure that, oh, um, if I got three hours throughout my day where, hey, I'm going to get some work done real quick, I'm going to knock it out, and then I'm going to have that time later or at some other time to spend with them alone. You yep. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about, not having to worry about it. You right. know, that's, that's definitely motivation. So that's basically your motivational factor is to be able to, right. you know, do those kind of things. That's so awesome, man. All right, so let, let's let's move a little forward. So, you're in real estate, you're killing it, da da da. What got you into fitness? Uh, what got me into fitness? So, uh, when when I first moved up to Chicago, I was doing that gap year program. Um, I was, I mean, there was weeks I worked 90 hours a week. You know, I was doing the gap year program, which still had some sort of schooling involved with it. Yep. Um, but then on the side, because I was handy, I was, I mean, re, I was helping remodel and flip homes. I was doing interior design work. Um, so I was like hustling the game, putting in a lot of work, and I absolutely loved doing that. Like the one week I worked 90 hours, I got done with that, then drove all the way down here to Florida from Chicago. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. I wasn't tired, I wasn't exhausted, uh, but the one thing, it was, I didn't have that thing to just let loose. Uh, yeah. Everything just kept building up. You know, the stress from work, the stress from yeah. friends, the you know stress from family mm -hmm. just kept building up, and I noticed that when I did start working out, not only that it helped improve with my weight, with my health, uh, but it made 
the next day it may if I worked out in the morning it made the rest of the day so much more enjoyable yep. uh, because I had already just let out the steam I had already just you know was just like Oof. I let out a sweat I let out you know if it was anger whatever it was you know and then if I worked out in the evening whatever built from that day I was able to take care of it immediately after work and then get to go home and relax and not have my mind constantly thinking about oh like this happened today and I'm still frustrated about it or yep. you know this is still building um yeah, so I, yeah, and I think, you know, even with like my mentors, you know, listening to them, like they work out and I kept hearing them like, they, you know, they're like, we don't work out, you know, because of like so much our health. We don't work out so much like we're wanting to build muscle or whatever it is, but we're working out because of how much we work, you know, how much stress we're taking on with what we're doing because we are hustling, because we are putting in a lot of hours doing what we love, there also comes a lot of weight with that. Yep. So they, they're like, we're doing it because of that. And it, it keeps us moving, you know, and on the plus side, it, it does help a lot with health. And it does help a lot if you're trying to build muscle 100%. or lose weight. No um, doubt about it, man. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, for those who don't know, James actually does work out here at PPTC. And uh, what he does is actually, he sometimes, a lot of the times he comes in the morning and in the afternoon, because like he said, if you work out in the morning, then your, your whole day is going to feel better. Yep. And then let's just say that day happens to be a stressful day or he just basically stared at a computer and did paperwork for three, four hours. Like it's not, it's not fun work when you do that. But what is nice is when you take that break and take an hour, hour and a half to yourself and get into the weight room, get yep. into the zone of like, okay, and exactly right. Your motivation that day or your thought that day could be, okay, I just need to get rid of this mm -hmm. stress. So you basically yep. just go in and talk to people and, and throw some weight around. And then the other day could be like, dude, I didn't get enough energy out today. I need mm -hmm. to crush this workout. You know, it's just like these, all these different motivational factors that, you know, actually, you know, are really relevant in your day. Like I do the same thing. Uh, my, I, I work out in the morning before anybody gets here, you know, I train. And then after, um, after training, you know, I do business obligations, just like basically how you're doing paperwork. I'm doing business obligations, you know, emails out to mm -hmm. people, uh, new clients uh, uh, that might be, uh, pro you know, prospects, if you yep. will, and, uh, you know, marketing ideas and all these little things that are, you know, uh, what do you want to say? You say weight on your shoulders, you know, real like tweaky, like numbers, yep. numbers, numbers, yep. you know, it's real above the head mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And it's, um, you know, it wears you out just as much as probably physical labor for yeah. someone who's in construction, you know what I'm saying? Because you're just consistently just yep. using your brain, just boom, 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 knock out, knock out, knock mm -hmm. this out, knock this out, knock this out. Okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? Yep. <laughs> and uh, then you, you, to take that time and actually just take to yourself and focus on one certain thing, I'm gonna crush this workout, and then everything kind of just goes away a little bit, stress relief, and mm -hmm. that makes you feel good, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, and like, for the longest time, you know, I was always just like, man, I just need, you know, I just need to sleep and then I'll be good to go for the next day. And that was the constant cycle. Like I'll work hard. I'm going to get, you know, if it was six hours of sleep or four hours of sleep, whatever it was, I was like, I'm just going to get my sleep, get up and get going again. That's right. And I think when I was about 18 or 19, um, there was a speaker I was listening to and they talked about how you have three different tanks and, you know, you have your physical tank. Uh, your mental tank and your spiritual tank. Yep. And they're like, your physical tank can get drained and exhausted. And yeah, maybe that sleep is what's going to refill that. But your spiritual tank and your mental tank are going to stay empty. And Dude, so I started like looking out. into it and trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I fix those tanks? So when I do wake up in the morning or when I do get home after a workout, I'm 100% again. And yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. And yeah, so and since relevant. then I started pushing into it more than which got me involved in, you know, getting to the gym 
Um, and, and you know even how before I started working out, you know, I was working a lot. Um, I even went through a stage because I was on different medicine for different areas of my life. Then those medicines had side effects of making me depressed, yep. which then wasn't, you know, I wasn't eating. I dropped a lot of weight. Yeah. And at, at one point I hit 125 pounds. And then when I started working out at the gym and I started eating healthy, um, it changed my whole attitude. I got all, I didn't have to go, you know, for, I didn't have to get depressant medicine. Yep. I got off of the painkillers. Um, and I ended up going in, you know, in one year from 125 to, I think it was 160. Oh, wow. Um, so it was a huge difference change. What were you uh, taking painkillers for? Uh, so they had me on pain uh, killers because I had tore my ACL meniscus and I, I held <laughs> off. For, how, did you, how did you tear your ACL? Uh, so I was, I was wrestling with a friend in a house. Oh, um, boy. And, uh, and then I didn't end up going and having surgery for like six months later. Was this um, friend just like slightly bigger than you or? Yeah. That so go? he was at the time, that's when I was, that's when like I was working out. So I was probably like 145 pounds oh, okay. and he was 250 pounds. Oh, um, so, but I mean, <laughs> and you agreed to a wrestling yes, match. Uh, because I, because I grew up on a farm, um, I, I was always told and, and people always, you know, said that we were just farm boy strong, uh, which I would even still to this day agree that that is a thing. Um, it is a thing, yeah. but when a guy weighs <laughs> yeah. 100 more pounds than you, it yeah. tends to not be a thing. Um, so he like, <laughs> got, especially if he just lays on you. <laughs> but he got me from behind and I grabbed him and I, I like pulled him around. But when he came around to my right side, he fell down on the outside of my knee, which knocked my knee into the inside. And <laughs> just, yeah, hop. yeah, it was never. I can see James just sitting there, leg all sideways. Help me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I laid on the ground uh, for several minutes. For several, several minutes. minutes, yeah. <laughs> Um, probably felt like an hour because <laughs> with any other pain if you get a cut whatever it is oh, you can grab it terrible, but man. since it was internal pain yeah, no matter how much pressure i put it on my knee matter. didn't help it yep and no. did it like go did your knee go completely out and then back in or did it yeah. stay out no it went out and went right back in uh, well no no the first time it went out i was laying on my back and it was so i was laying on my back and my knee was out to the right like 90 degree angle out to the right so i laid there and i rolled over to my right uh, oh. and, and snapped it back in or popped it back in. Snapped it back in. Um, and oh. I was on a wood floor. So when I pop. rolled over, all I remember is like, sounded like someone just like hit something up against the wood floor. So basically like, oh, this hurts, this hurts. And then pow, oh, yeah. that hurts too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, going back in was far worse than it Really? Out. Yes. Going back in was yes. worse. Oh uh, because it was, because I had to do it. Like oh my I was putting gosh. myself through that pain, pushing it slowly back in. Um, and then when it snapped back in, it was excruciating pain. So oh bad. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's crazy, man. Uh, so uh, before we move forward with your fitness goals and mm -hmm. things like that, you were talking about um, filling the tank mentally, spiritually. So we talked about your mentality. We talked about your physical, and then we mentioned spiritual. What What are your um, What's going on in your spirituality? Because you said you also went to school for. Uh, yep. Yeah, worship? so ministry. Uh, ministry. Yeah, okay. ministry work. So uh, since I was probably like 14, 15, uh, I've been involved in some sort of ministry. If it was being okay. a uh, like a youth leader. So even though I was a youth student, uh, I still helped out with being a leader if I was a leader in a life group. Um, so I've always had that part of my life. Um, and along with that, then there was like daily devos, just things that really just kept my mind just straight. Um, and keeping that spiritual tank full. Because uh, especially with me, I love to just be a blessing to people and reach out. And if someone needs help, then it's conversations. You know, if they need help further than that, then it's trying to like help them in those areas. Uh, so that spiritual tank really can get, I mean, with 
with, I mean, right now it's, you know, both services on Sunday, it's life group on Tuesday, and then now service on Wednesday for youth group. Right. So already it's one, two, three, it's four to five services a week that I'm in, that I'm doing, that I'm around students, that I'm pouring into. Um, and that is very draining and exhausting. Sure. So it's, so it is constantly doing something either in the morning yeah. um, or just staying on top of it, uh, either if it's worship music or a Devo, just to keep my mind straight. So with these with these uh, youth kids, like um, you got, well, what what age group do you work with? We're talking about youth. Yeah. So so right now my life group that I do on Tuesdays is for young adults. Okay. And that's mainly with the young adult leaders that are in the church. Uh, because since they're leaders in the church, they're always either leading someone else on Sundays. Or... Before, don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Before we go any further, what church do you attend? Uh, City First Church. Okay. Yep. Cool. All yeah. Right. Uh, so, which which that that church, their main location is up outside of Chicago. Oh, so okay. even when I moved up there, I was a part of that church. I was doing all of that, and then when I moved down here, they just happened to have a location right here in Cape Coral, wow. Florida. Um, so then I was able to jump right in. The location pastor, the worship pastor were all people that I either interned with up there at the main location or I'd worked with before. Um, so it felt like, it didn't really feel like a big difference between the churches being up there and then being down here. It still felt the same, uh, which was really nice moving, you know, across, I mean, all the way almost across the country, right, going geez, from the top geez, to the bottom. Um, but yeah, so, so because that already was really plugged in with the church already. Um, but yeah, so I helped. Um, like lead and minister to the leaders uh, of the church uh, because since they're always pouring into people, they need someone that will pour into them. Uh, yep. And now with uh, um, high schoolers is who I'm really targeting uh, with the youth program. Um, so I'll be helping out with the uh, high school uh, life groups. More high school life yep. groups than yep. anything else. Yeah, because okay. I'm a little bit more on, you know, just I'm, I'm really frank. Um, so trying to be frank with a middle schooler could be a bit different. I might get more phone calls from parents and be like, you said, what? You said my son just needs to get out of bed and suck it up and move on? Like, <laughs> you know, versus a high schooler being like, stop complaining about this. And move on, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Right. <laughs> James like, hey, bro. <laughs> Jesus had a hard road, so do you. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, my biggest thing is, uh, and and we'll get into mentors here in a little bit, but even with the mentors I grew up with, yep. um, you know, you guys are, are somewhat familiar with my background, but even yep. at a young age, I had my father pass away on our farm. Um, then I had, you know, these mentors step in. One of them really acted as a father role in my life. And growing up, it was just, hey, a lot of other people have it a lot worse than you. You know, yeah. even though like I, you know, saw my dad pass away on our farm uh, and all that stuff, it was still like, hey, a lot of people have it a lot worse than you. Yeah. You know, like you are still alive. You, you know, you live in a great area. You have, you know, a mom and other siblings that love you, and you know, you're able to get the things that you absolutely need. Um, so it just brought a whole new perspective on life for me. Of like, okay, well, yeah, life is hard, but there's other people that have it a lot worse. So oh, yeah. why am I to sit here and complain when? I have the tools and the ability to go out and chase after my dream, dreams and achieve them. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. That's yeah. such a great mindset. So it, is that something you like try to instill in your um, youth group? You know, you mm -hmm. work with these high school kids. Is that what you're trying to do? Like, Yeah, so uh, more so with the young adults. Um, right. So we just last week, we sat down and we watched a message from Andy Stanley, um, who is a pretty well-known uh, lead pastor. A uh, really great guy. He speaks a lot of wisdom. 
so we watched the message on self-leadership. Uh, and, and he talked about how everyone has a mentor, everyone has a leader who's trying to lead them, but the person themselves can't even lead themselves. And if you can't look in the mirror and know the things that you lack, you know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and you can't capitalize on those, then no matter what people are saying to you, no matter what people are trying to get you to do and to lead that life, you're gonna fail. Yeah. Because he's like, you can have people talking into your ear all day long about how great you are, what you're doing, what you're gonna achieve, the goals you're going after, but when you get up in the morning, you look in that mirror, you're like, man, you're so ugly. Yeah, man. man you're so fat. You're, you know, you're, you don't have enough muscle. You don't work hard enough. You're not making enough money, whatever it is. And so we watched that message for um, the Young Adult Life Group on Tuesday. Um, and one thing he was like, it's easy to be around the friends, um, a friend group that wants what you want now versus being around a friend group that have the same vision. Right. And he was like, he was like being around the friend group that wants what you want now is very dangerous. Because he was like, then that's when you get into parties, then that's when you get into drugs, then that's when you get into all this extra stuff because you just want it now. Yeah. But he was like, I encourage you to get around that friend group that has the same vision as you. Not the same politics, not the same religion, not the same, you know, not the same of what you want now, but the same vision. He's like, because then they're gonna hold you accountable for that same vision versus when you have friends of what you want now, they only care about what you want now. Your yeah. vision isn't important to them because that's not what they want now. So it's gonna be, oh, we want now to go do this, go do that, and you're gonna do it. Versus being around the friends that know your vision, you know their vision, you're like-minded, and you're achieving the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely something to be said about that. I mean, the saying is so true when you talk about, you know, um, people saying, yeah, it's uh, who you hang out with, mm -hmm. kind of the most yep. is what you become. And even if you're the most influential person in that group, First of all, you probably shouldn't be in that group, yeah. right? You should go probably find another one. Yeah. And if you want to be in that group, that's cool. But you know, dumb it down where mm -hmm. you're only seeing them a couple times. Whereas you yep. see the other group that's more forward thinkers. Right. You know, maybe you're that. You maybe you're on the lowest totem pole there, where you're not the smartest in that mm -hmm. group. You know, I always like being around people I can learn around, man. Yep. I mean, if I'm not learning something, I'm not growing. That's how I feel, right? Yeah. So like, it's it's about the people you're around. I mean, that's so important to instill in young kids today because mm -hmm. you know. We got a lot of, uh, how do you want to say it, trophy, trophy kids, yep. where it's like, you know, I, we need this kid to feel this certain way. So like, hey, even if you got 10th place, you still tried. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you tried. But the try is, hey, pick yourself up. Um, we got 10th place because we got to get better at this. Mm -hmm. We got to get better at this. We got to get better at this. We got to get better at this. If you want that trophy, we got to get better at these yeah. things. If you want that gold medal, we got to get better at these things. Yep. And we're not pushing that as much anymore. You know what right. I'm saying? So yep. it's really about the group you hang around with. If you're just going to hang around people who are just going to be giving you things mm -hmm. all the time, like, oh yeah, no, pat in your head when it's really not okay and you could have did better. Yep. Like, you know, you want to be around somebody who's going to tell you the truth. I mean, not that it has to be rude, but it's like, hey, right. this is what's going on. And I guess that's what you're trying to do in these life groups, man, mm -hmm. with these young adults to kind of give them some discipline or some forward thinking saying, hey, oh, I, I got to take control of what I can't control. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I think there was, uh, there was this video I saw that really stuck with me, and it was a, it was a baseball coach, and it was two middle schoolers, mm. and they just lost a game. And he was like, he was talking to these kids, and he was like, you guys lost the game because you weren't good enough. And he's like, but that's okay. We're gonna work hard and we're gonna get better. Yep. And, and I was reading through the comments and so many people were like, oh, that's not right. You shouldn't be saying that to those kids, whatever it is. And it's like, it's, I feel like to, to, today's time, even with my age being 25 years old, even if people a little bit older than me and especially the ones younger than me, 
um, everyone's a winner. Everyone's right. Yep. Everyone wants everyone to be on their side. And it's like, that's, that's not how this world runs. Like Never. you'll constantly be in arguments. You'll constantly be fighting with someone about something different on different viewpoints. And I really like what that coach had to say because it was like, look, you, you guys did not work well enough as a team to beat this other team. Fact. We're gonna work on it. That's yep. what happened. Like, because the kid, I, the kids were like, "Oh, can we go get pizza now?" He's like, "No." He's like, "You guys lost." <laughs> if you guys, if you guys yeah. want to go by yourself and get pizza, have fun. I'm yeah. not doing it. <laughs> and, and I remember growing up, my cousins were in soccer, and we would go watch their games. And even after they <laughs> lost the game, we would all go and get pizza. And it was like we were celebrating, like we were the winners. All right, you I can't like, do that. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, man. Yeah. We just lost, coach. You know? And I think that uh, that just instores so much. You know that yeah. that is going to grow those kids up to be. You know what? I'm not just gonna check in, you know, clock into my job in the morning and do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I'm gonna clock in. and I'm gonna go over and above. Don't count the hours. Make the hours count. Yep. Yeah, yep. man. That's such mm-hmm. a, that's such a profound but simple thought. But it's profound, yep. man. It's, and and I want to go back. You were talking about, you know, no matter what anybody tells you, if you look in the mirror and say you're shit, yep. you're shit, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. And it's crazy because like I. I heard this one time, I forgot where I heard it from. I believe I want to say it was from Joe Rogan at one point, but he was talking about, you gotta be your own hero. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. however you picture, like, what, whoever's your favorite superhero, whatever, yep. you know, like, if you got something to do the next day, you know, and it's an important thing, maybe, like you said, you get you get down, you get some sleep. <laughs> like, you don't you don't stay up till four in the morning right. and then go, oh, things that ate, no big deal, four, you know, three hours, you're good, mm-hmm. you know. You, you gotta be disciplined in the things you're doing, and. I mean, as a person, the only way you can grow is is to be disciplined and recognize those things. Like, man, I didn't make it to work 20 minutes early today. I only made it five. And things making my making your bed in the yep. morning. You know, little dumb things like that mm-hmm. that doesn't really, like you said, doesn't really get instilled nowadays. So it's kind of like you know, almost like a lost art. But I'm yep. telling you, man, being your own hero, looking in the mirror, going, you got this today, man. Yeah. Like that was my biggest motivating factor growing up. Was like. Um, you know, everybody who was on the lower, when I was younger, when I got into high school, everybody who was on my teams going up into that, it was basically, oh, we know, we can crush this kid, you know, he's a little mm-hmm. guy. And I used that thought process that they, you know, they'd smile at me on the field or something like that. I'd be like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. All right. You know, it's that motivation, like, whatever you say that I can't do, I promise you, <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's just having that motivation and having that uh, confidence in yourself, man. Is, uh, is such a big thing. So what are your fitness goals for yourself? Yeah, uh, so my fitness goals, uh, so I wanna say when I was in my prime, uh, which- When I was in my yeah. prime, hold on, how old are you? So- <laughs> How old are you, Mr. Prime? <laughs> I'll be 25. Oh boy. <laughs> but <laughs> when I was in my prime of working out, uh, this was like before I tore my ACL, um, you know, I was, I was 160 pounds. Uh, I, you know, I hit my, the most I bench was 190. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I'm working my way back up to that. I hit uh, 175 the other day. Yep. Um, so right yeah. now my, my goals day. for fitness is to be able to hit that 190. I would, which I believe I'm, I'm gonna hit 200 before I know it here. Oh, no um, doubt. And then- You're on your way. One of my other goals is I wanna hit 160 um, on weight. And I wanna stay at that for my body weight. So you want that uh, to be like your natural weight yes. without even trying to yeah, eat a lot. Yeah, because my natural weight is probably a good five, 10 pounds lighter than what always. I always, you it know, always and is. I'm trying to just continue to eat what I need to be eating, stay on my meal preps, uh, yep. and be consistent with my workouts. Uh, and that does get really hard with 
especially in real estate, you're on someone else's time always. always. You know, if the buyers <laughs> call, um, like yesterday, even though I was having a day off, no one called me all day. And the moment we went into the restaurant to sit down and to eat, three phone calls came through. Sweet. And one was from a deal that I'm closing on Monday and two were other buyers. And I'm like, it, it never fails. I mean, you know, I'll yep. go walk into the gym, I get a phone call that I'm outside the gym for 10, 15 minutes. Yep, where'd James go? You know, or I walk in, knock, knock. like I walked in um, Thursday or Wednesday and I, as soon as I walk in, I get a text and I look up at Roy and I'm like, uh, I might have to leave here any minute. So I literally walked in, I did like one or two stretches and then left. I was like, I can't even work out. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So sounds about right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to get. I want to hit that goal for uh, my bench. Yep. Uh, to hit that 190. I think I'll even hit the 200. Yes. Um, and then I want to be consistent with my body weight at 160. Um, and those are like, you know, I I don't work out or I'm not all into this like fitness thing that I'm still learning that because those are my only two goals. <laughs> like I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't have a squat goal. I don't have. This is all I got. My spot goal is to make sure my groin gets a little better. Yeah, it's <laughs> time. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, that has to do with the ACL and years of non-use. Yes. Yeah. Skipping leg day for scared. so long. Yeah, being scared to use it. Sure enough, man. Hey, at least you're not scared no more though. That's good. Uh, so with with this whole um, with this whole fitness thing, you got your fitness goals. You come every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it, it ties around your work, but how does it tie into your work? Does it like help you in your work field? Like, but how, yeah. just working out every day? Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, we talked about stress and stuff, but aside from that, like, is it like, is it like give you energy? Does it, you know, motivate you to do more there? Or what, what yeah. does it give for you? I think, um, so for the longest time there, I was just working out in the evenings and then maybe, what, maybe like a month ago now, mm-hmm. I started working out in the mornings as well. Um, and I hated working out in the mornings. Uh, because before I'd work out in the morning and then I would just be exhausted and tired till like noon and then after my lunch I'd be like okay I'm good to go again yeah Uh, but if I come and I do a workout that I feel like you know what that was a good workout Um, and you guys will see me come in here days I come in here I just have my headphones on and I either don't even have music playing or I'm just blaring random music just so I can like get my my thought process under control Um, (laughs) Taylor Swift on that yeah (laughs) we know it old school Taylor Swift I can't help it when my playlist is today's top hits. It's all Taylor Swift. Oh my um, yeah, yeah. What is it? Twenty eighteen? You playing? <laughs> but it definitely sets my day up because uh, if I come in and I work out really hard, uh, then I was already successful. Uh, I already like kicked a workout. You know, I already destroyed a workout. So I'm walking away with the day. I'm like, okay, like, like I were I feel good about my workout because I I'm sore. Like I know I did really well. I like one thing I hate is leaving the gym, getting home, or waking up the next morning, I'm like, I'm not sore. You know, like, I'll come in and I'll, I'll tell Roy, I'm like, dude, I feel it. You know, I was like, that workout on Friday, I felt it Saturday, I felt it Sunday, and now we're here on Monday to do chest, and I'm like, I still feel legs from Friday. You know, like, I'm still a little sore from it. I'm like, I know it's working, I know this is progress. Um, and definitely when I feel that way, when I get out of the gym, I'm like, okay, like, I'm already ready to go. You know, there, there's this, uh, Marine who was speaking to the graduates and he was saying is like you know from making your bed in the morning to you know if it is working out in the morning if it's whatever those morning tasks are that you have small or big when you start achieving them when you start checking them off you're already setting your mindset up for success that day you know yeah. getting up and having a messy bed having laundry on your bed you know whatever it is like you know that's what you're heading home to at the end of the day so 
working out early in the morning and getting that going and getting that just that mindset of like, okay, I already knocked one big thing off for the day, time to move on to the next. Yeah, man. No, definitely staying up on that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is is what it's about. So do you do anything outside of coming to PPTC to stay in shape? Like are you doing other things outside the gym at all? Uh, besides my meal preps, my protein, um, there's not much of like outside work. Uh, there is this program or this like challenge I'm thinking about doing um, that would involve like 75 push-ups uh, every day, 75 sit-ups every day. So that would be outside <laughs> of what I already do at the gym. Um, yeah. And I'm considering doing it because uh, it comes along with like reading 10 pages of, uh, of my like entrepreneur leadership book and a few other things. Yeah. So I'm considering doing that. Um, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. But, but we'll see because I'm like, because <laughs> sometimes I get out of the gym and I'm super sore and I'm like, Am I gonna try to do these 75 push-ups and crunches before the gym, or am I gonna try to get them done after the gym? <laughs> <laughs> exactly though, right? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta figure it out. What, what, mm-hmm. What's my day gonna be like, and this, that, and the third. Yep. So um, as we like, kind of like get off the podcast, you know, we're, we're gonna break it down a little bit before we get off and everything. Uh, if anybody in Southwest Florida, or specifically Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Lehigh area, was looking for a house, why, why should they come to you? Oh, for, definitely. For being real. Um, I just think because, so, like I told you, I'm very frank. Um, it, like, buyers called me the other day and they're really upset about something. Um, and it, 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 it wasn't my fault. It wasn't this person's fault or that person's fault. And over the phone, I was like, look, it is this person's fault. And we all knew who this person was. Um, but this person kept putting the blame on everyone else. But it was like, and we, we had to extend the closing three more times to actually close. Um, and in that process, I was like, look, this is why it's not closing. Like, this is literally why. Like, I can show you the timeline, what did not get submitted, what did not get done, and this is why. Uh, and for me, uh, as a realtor, you know, our job is to be over the transaction. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, we represent the buyer, we represent the seller. And when you represent one or the other, well, now it's like you're pay, playing favorites, and now you got to be in that court. You got to be like, no, you're right. You know, no matter if the buyer is wrong, that agent's in a spot where like, no, you're right, it's okay. But when you're in that position where you're like, no, I'm just, I'm overseeing the transaction. And in here in Florida, that's what we do. We oversee the transaction. And when you're in that position, it's like, no, the seller didn't do this right. You know, or hey, you know, and and in this last case, I was just like, I told the buyers like, look, this is what was wrong. Uh, and it wasn't sugarcoating it. It was like, this is what we have to do to get this to close earlier. So people need to step up. We need to get it submitted. Um, so I think one reason why you know people would want to choose me is because they're going to know what needs to be done. Because there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, yeah. A lot of parts on the sellers. Yeah. A lot of parts on the buyers on when you need to get your, you know, uh, if you're transferring money, if you're doing an F, if you're doing uh, you know escrow, if you're doing a cashier's check to pay it off, if you're doing you know a loan so much stuff that I can oversee that I can I can watch but then also it's like hey you need to get this done and I'm gonna stay on top of you you're gonna get text messages from me you're gonna get phone calls like hey did you get this in today okay can you send me a receipt that you did so I can then send that out to title I can send that to you know the closing person I can send that out to the other agent who's representing if it's the buyer or, or the seller um, and just make sure that everyone's on top of it um, and I think ultimately um, I love being able to like help people fulfill their dreams and their goals. And I think a lot of people, buying a house is a big deal. 
and a lot of people are saving. They work really hard to get the down payment. They work really hard to get the money, to get everything placed and set to get their, I mean, to get your credit score to where it needs to be so you can afford if it's a big enough house or a small house, whatever it is. Uh, and I just love being a part of that journey to be like, man, this is a dream of yours. Like, let me come along with you. Let me search. Like, I showed this one lady eight different houses in one day, <laughs> and then we ended up putting an offer on one house, and it, we went back oh, and forth on goodness. it many times. But it, we just closed, and at closing, I had you know a cutout of like an Instagram square that we we held in front of us, and it said, "Congrats, we closed." We took a picture. I gave them like wine bottles. We had I wrote a handwritten letter to them, and yeah, um, it's just a fun experience to watch other people reach their goals and that's why i love being able to to sell a house to be able to work with a buyer to buy a house because uh, it's at the end i'm like it's kind of a celebration it's a party we get to celebrate it's done it's over you're moving it yeah <laughs> i love it man mm -hmm. i love how you know confident you you are in what you do and um i love that you also make it simple for people because that's one of the biggest things for me in doing anything is basically Give, show me exactly what it is. Yep. What, what am I looking at? Mm -hmm. What am I paying? What am I doing? You know, is this what I should be looking for? You right. know, uh, you know, do I need that flood insurance? Do I need this? Do I right. need that? Like, you know, these are things that you know people, especially first-time homebuyers, like yep. they need to know, man. And yeah. not a lot of people are willing to help a lot of realtors just want to make some money. Yep. You know, yeah. just like uh, auto guys, you know, right. basically. No, for sure. And there's there's so. a lot of benefits and deals and perks out there for first-time homebuyers that first-time homebuyers have no clue of because their lender isn't telling them or their lender's not doing exactly, for them. Exactly, man. And I'm like, because I know, as soon as I meet them, I'm like, hey, there's this, this, this for you. Bring it up to your lender. See what they can do for you. And the biggest thing is like, you're busy with this. If you're looking for a house, you shouldn't have to be the one to research and understand all of that. Exactly. That's for me to bring it to you so you can worry about this and I worry about that. And yep. the big reason why I started coming to uh, this gym and working out here was I come in all the time I'm like, hey, what am I doing? Yeah, and exactly. Roy, Roy's like, read the chart, James. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand this chart that well. You know, I'm like, I know my side of work. When I come to the gym, I love being able to come here because then you guys, are, okay, you're doing this workout, you're yeah. doing this many reps, that's this right, many man. sets, knock it out, then come doing, back to me. You're doing this wrong yep. or you're doing this right. This right. looks good. This easy. looks bad. You guys know what you're doing. I don't have to know. Just that, like, you just know? like you know what we're do you're doing in yep. your field. That's mm -hmm. awesome, man. No, I love it. So, if anybody's out there listening to the PPTC Fitness Podcast, um, not only does fitness tie into your life, but it ties into everything as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it makes your mentality better. Yep. It makes your physical better. It makes your spirituality better. And um, you know, obviously, we learned that through this talking with James and. You know, we'll have more people on the podcast that come to PPTC. And um, another thing, if anybody is out there looking for a home, contact James Boyer, yep. Century 21. All right, uh, he will get the deal done. He will get the job done. And um, I'm definitely using him on my first yep. house. So <laughs> uh, thanks for everybody listening. We really appreciate it. Um, you can follow James. Uh, what's your what's all your tags, man? Let's just James do. Boyer. What's up? Instagram just, just straight James, yep. Boyer. James Boyer. Oh, yep, James Boyer, guys on mm -hmm. Instagram. J A M E S B O Y E R. Yep. it's that simple. Yeah, all you right? can find my Facebook page as Facebook, James Boyer the Realtor. Facebook page as James Boyer the Realtor. Yep. You heard him, guys. Mm -hmm. Or just search him on Instagram as James Boyer. If you're looking for a house in Southwest Florida, uh, thank you for everybody who's watching, who's listening. If uh, anybody is interested on any other content, contact us, please. 
Um, you can contact us through pptcfitness.com. There's an easy contact us page on there. And if nobody, if anybody's too lazy to go on there, you can just contact us at potatoesperformance@outlook.com. That's the email. It's a quick way to reach us, uh, you know, and just let us know what you want to see or if you want to jump on the podcast yourself because you're doing something in the area and you want to be seen. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time.